0: Welcome to episode 17 of This One's For The Working Mama, bringing you the right type of distraction for your daily commute. Join in the movement of working moms who own their choice to work and strive to achieve a life with their soul on fire. Make a conscious effort to fill your daily drive with truth and wisdom that can abolish the working mom guilt for good and find community. I'm Katie Alexander and this is your 8 Minute Devotion. This episode is sponsored by This One's For The Working Mama book. If you want more of the working mama and practical tips and guidance to balance your home and work while living a purposeful life, this book is for you. Purchase your copy on amazon.com or barnesnoble.com today. Episode 17, Fighting Words. When I was in my senior year of college, I had a temporary roommate that lived a quite colorful life. We were mere acquaintances pushed together out of necessity for someone to split the bills for four months rather than friends. I am exactly five feet tall and of the most unintimidating stature. She towered over me at every bit of six foot two inches. She was athletic, and her voice was several octaves lower than mine. One evening, I came home from work, and she was lying on the couch, bruised, bloody, and nursing some injuries with several packages of my frozen vegetables. I immediately asked, out of care and concern, what happened to leave her in this state? I expected any number of responses, like car accident, fell off her bike tripped while running, or some other unfortunate and unwelcomed event. What actually happened to her, I don't think I was prepared for. She moved the frozen peas covering the shiner on her right eye to make eye contact with me and said, I was in a bar fight, but you should see the other guy. She fought a guy, (laughs) not even another girl, but some burly man who insulted her and her friends. And she threw the first punch. I'm not sure what kind of man hits a woman, even if she is over six feet and threw the first punch, but that's beside the point. Have you ever known someone who just loves a good fight? Not sitting ringside as a spectator of a boxing match, but engaging in the middle where the gloves are words and they throw punches as fast as you can blink. This is that person you aren't sure if drama follows them or they are forging ahead creating it. If you ask them if they loved the fight, They would probably be shocked at the question because I don't think a person in it to win it recognizes that they've embraced a life of battle willingly. There's probably an element of victim mentality where they feel that trouble and discord find them and leave them bruised and broken. But chances are, they forget to evaluate the condition of their enemy, left hunched over with their tail between their legs and evidence of a good brawl. They probably walk away from that scene and rarely think to say, you should see the other guy. My roommate went on that day to tell me how he had it coming to him. She couldn't sit by idle and not react, and throwing the punch was the only way to assert herself. I think we can all find ourselves in that same position. In fact, if you evaluate all of the fights you've had in your lifetime, they probably have some root in the fact that you couldn't stay quiet. You needed to stand up for yourself or assert your opinion. Now, I don't jump to identify myself with the bar fighter or the person seeking conflict and creating drama, and I honestly rarely quarrel with friends or acquaintances. But I do fight with the people I love most. We're not throwing up fists and nursing our injuries of frozen peas, but we toss around words that cut deep, that go for the jugular. That spot you know will really sting. When I feel my needs aren't met or my feelings are hurt, I sometimes, regretfully and repentantly, hurt back. It's the people I'm closest with, who I love the most, that have the greatest opportunity to offend me because I hold them in very high esteem, and I have ridiculous expectations for them. Regardless of what breed of fighter you are, I think there's caution for all of us in today's reading about engaging in quarrels and fights. We'll turn to Proverbs 17, and we'll jump around a bit. Better a dry crust eaten in peace than a house filled with feasting and conflict. Verse 1. Love prospers when a fault is forgiven, but dwelling on it separates close friends. Verse 10. Starting a quarrel is like opening a floodgate, so stop before a dispute breaks out. Verse 14. Anyone who loves to quarrel loves sin. Anyone who trusts in high walls invites disaster. Verse 19. A truly wise person uses few words. A person with understanding is even-tempered. Verse 27. What if we practiced what the Bible said and we actually turned the other cheek? What if every offensive or passive-aggressive comment just rolled off our back and didn't offend? What if we chose few words in the midst of conflict and sought the wisdom to allow us to be even-tempered? I don't think these choices are easy. If they were, it wouldn't require so much instruction on the topic. But now that we are armed with these truths, there's an accountability to them. What if we loosened our gloves and sought a position of surrender rather than offense? There is a time to fight. There is a time to suit up and enter the ring. But the Bible says that the time to fight is when you need to defend injustice, care of the poor and needy, and proclaiming truth and adversity. Can we measure the simple quarrels that we have with our coworkers, friends, families, children, and spouse against that scale? And if it doesn't measure up in the worth fighting for category, choose fewer words and more compassion. Finish strong today and read through the rest of Proverbs 17. And if you find yourself on the verge of battle, take a second to step back and think is this really worth fighting for? Thanks for following along on episode 17. To be included in all of the upcoming episodes, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review if you want. Or just give it a quick rating, which helps it be available to more mamas just like you. Stick with me as we continue with these 31 days in the Proverbs. We won't be disappointed. And a shout out to Jenny Rizzo Collins for leaving a five-star review on the podcast. She says, I love these short but scripture-filled episodes with Katie. Challenging and uplifting without taking too much time to listen to. Thanks, Jenny, and thanks to the rest of you for listening in today.